Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Nevermind the Buy Box. It feels like an age uh, since I've been here when in reality it's just been a couple of weeks. Uh, this afternoon, I am joined by the one, the only, Mr. Beast. Sorry, I mean, Mr. Hayden. <laughs> Mr. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. Yes. <laughs> I might start calling you Mr. Mr. Hayden Beast. Mr. Hayden Beast. Yeah, exactly. I think that works quite well. So if you're jumping on now, guys, just let us know if you can see and hear us uh okay. It's good to be back. Um, you know, the weather's been a little bit iffy because obviously you you were away last week as well. You're, you're not as much about living your best life on social media as I am. You know, I post like every two minutes. Look at the sun. Look at the sea. <laughs> look at the sunrise. Everything. Aloha. There. Yeah. Aloha back. That's what I love about aloha. It means goodbye and hello. I was waiting for comments to come in the private chat and I realised that it was on the comment section instead. Uh, so Rosie's joined us. Hi, Rosie. I hope you're well. Afternoon, everyone. Sorry, I haven't even gone into the, the comments myself yet, so I need to see who's there and who isn't. Uh, it seems to be a little bit laggy tonight, but if you can just let us know uh, tonight, I mean, this afternoon. Oh, my God, what is going on? If you can let us know if you can see and hear us okay. Oh, well, yeah, sorry. Rosie already did that. Can you give us a like, a love, just to send the notification out? Comment. Let us know where you're from, you know, what you're doing, what you're up to, what's going on. Uh, Jamie says, hello, needed to hear Nat's voice today. Oh, that's good. That's nice. Thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm glad someone does. Oh, and Hayden, of course. There we go. Mr. Hayden, of course. Um, it's Jay. Afternoon, Jay. Uh, we've got Colin. Um, we've got Andre. Have a gloomy, wet Tuesday. Look. Guys, I, you know, I can do a lot of stuff, but I, I, I couldn't bring the sun back with me. So you got, you got to equally blame Hayden as well, because I'm assuming the sun was also in Portugal. 32, yeah. Yeah, it oh. was. What was it in Mallorca? Um, it was, do, 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 do. when we first arrived, it was about 36. So it was like super hot. And wow. then it cooled down quite a bit. It was quite a big storm, I think, the first day we were there. I've got to be honest, actually, three out of the seven days we were there, it was cloudy. And one day it rained solidly. Wow. So don't feel so sorry for me. Uh, you know, <laughs> put that on the showreel of the Facebook uh, story. Exactly. Exactly. You didn't see the rain. <laughs> I didn't put that bit out there. <laughs> just the sun, uh, just the sun. But overall, it settled. And just as we were heading home, it was kind of late 20s, early 30s. So just, yeah, absolutely perfect. But yeah, much needed break, which I'm sure most people are having at the moment. Rosie says, Island is sunshine. 23, awesome day today. Uh, but wait 10 minutes and it could change. Very changeable, definitely. Uh, yeah, Cindy, uh, I was totally color coordinating with the brand today. Definitely that was happening. Uh, we've got Cuba joining us from Chicago. Oh, Cuba wins the uh, the award for the most diverse international uh, viewer today, unless someone can trump them. Um, but yeah, hello from Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. Definitely somewhere that I would like to go. Always like mm -hmm. it when they turn like the river green for St. Patrick's Day. I've always wanted to see that. That looks really, really cool. So, yeah. Um, let's just see who else we've got here. Um, oh, I need to go into the other comments as well. 
let me just jump into that being unorganized as usual we're gonna have a little bit of a different one today actually guys um so this is going to be one that you wouldn't normally associate with never mind the buy box with the kind of econ groups with um Probably, actually, I would say for those of you that know Hayden, you're probably used to him talking more about these type of things as opposed to us. We tend to stick to, you know, with this type of content on Nevermind the Buy Box and in the Facebook groups, we tend to stick to more the traditional reselling side of things. I mean, obviously, if you're part of the hive, you know, we dive a lot deeper into these type of subjects. But, you know, uh, especially on your channels, Hayden, you talk more about paid advertising and listing optimization and on all those type of things don't you mm. yeah yeah yeah. i cover them in quite detail some of them yeah absolutely so obviously you know if you're not following hayden already make sure uh you do we'll do the the classic shameless plug at the end because obviously um you know we have to reward our our guests in some way uh but most of you are probably already following hayden anyway but if you're not make sure you do loads and loads of fantastic uh information that he puts out so yeah we're going to be talking about this a little bit today and the reason why i've got a specific reason why one i want to get hayden to to come and talk about it because hayden's gone through it firsthand that kind of transition from being a traditional reseller moving into creating his own opportunities and having that little bit of a shock transition into um yeah one side of the business to the other side of the business and they're two very close um close in area in terms of of course they're both selling on amazon but what i want to get people a little bit used to especially those that are thinking of transitioning to creating their own opportunities is to start talking about these subjects a little bit more because it can be a bit of a shock right you know you go from one side of the business to the other and um it's still selling on amazon but you have to look at things differently it's almost like night and day right mm. yeah yeah and then i suppose you know that's just one side of it and then you've got ppc on top uh, on top of that as well and there is some really kind of complex um strategies and and information out there there's loads of information out there when it comes to ppc but of course it's traditionally more targeted towards private label and we don't do private label in the traditional sense we do it obviously with creating our own opportunities from either branded products or unbranded products um and not you know manufacturing products from china um so you have to find that kind of common ground that place in the middle where you're not you can utilize some of the private label stuff but a lot of it's not really relevant so it's knowing what's overkill what isn't over uh, overkill so we end up creating our own kind of strategies when it comes to these type of things so that's the the crux of today's session really is to start introducing some of this kind of content to you a little bit more so if you do make that that transition you're not going to be in the same position of Hayden where it's going to be like you know kind of deer in the headlights essentially wow I didn't know that I was going to have to be, uh, you know, looking at all of these different areas. So uh, Chris has joined us afternoon, Chris. So just before we get started, Hayden, just introduce yourself for anyone that doesn't know who you are. I'm sure most, you know, I can tell from the comments most people do. But obviously, uh, we work closely together on, you know, different projects. And we've known each other for a long time. And you've had a really interesting journey when it comes to selling on Amazon. So just give it, you know, just give anyone that doesn't know you, you know, that kind of, what is it? Um, a sizzle. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Start, yeah, I started with drop shipping actually. Oh my goodness, four and a half years ago, I don't know, five years ago now. Uh, so I've only been in the Amazon space three and a half plus years, but I've actually been on selling online for like four and a half, five, which I sort of don't realize sometimes. Started with drop shipping from eBay, no, Amazon to eBay. Yeah, so just listing tens and tens of thousands of listings, Amazon to eBay. Got about 1% of the sales on drop shipping. They would buy that, automatically order it from the Amazon account. Uh, and gets you know gets into the eBay customer, uh, that flopped, but you know with that that worked for a few months, and then got into online arbitrage, did that for a year and a half, um, and then uh, yeah struggled with that towards the end. All the price tanking wasn't for me really, and then transitioned into my own branded stuff and the bundles and everything. Obviously from from your training and sort of fast forward to two years now, I then started online arbitrage again as you know, but in the USA, um, and then now I do. Um, yeah my own branded unique bundles in the uk so uh and yeah i, I launch about one a week as well now so you know i'm yeah. launching a, a, an option five like you know unique bundle every single week which uh you know people are like oh you still you know getting good results i'm like well kind of launch every single week you know most people launch one and then sit down for eight to 12 weeks and don't do anything you know yeah you know, just, it's yeah. it's really interesting i was talking to someone about you earlier your your ears must have been burning and I was talking to someone, we were talking about, you know, the level of success that you've achieved, um, you know, with that model. And we're not here to talk about bundles. We are here to talk about PPC. But mm. the level of success that you've achieved, and it really does come down to the consistency of what you produce um, when it comes to creating your own opportunities. And that's what it's always about. You know, I get asked so much, you know, is it going to get saturated? Is it going to get... Uh, you know, questions you asked yourself right at the time, you know, is it going to get saturated? Is there going to be competition that's going to be, um, you know, taking over? But the key to this type of model, the key to any type of replenishable model, which at its core is what the bundle business is. It's a pure replenishable um, system. It's a beautiful, um, you know, replenishable system. It works incredibly well. But the idea is that there's always going to be stuff uh, filtering out the back end. There's always going to be bundles that are going to be dropping off for various different reasons. But as long as you're always pushing more in, um, then they're coming out the other end. You're always going to have consistency and growth. And that's what you've been absolutely phenomenal at, is keeping that consistency and growth. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I still worry about it. You know, I say to you sometimes on our, you know, coaching calls, you know, Nat coaches me one-to-one -one still, you know, and, I, and I, you know, I'm sure she don't mind me saying. And I still worry about it as well, you know, like when, when launches don't go as, go as well as I think they are, they do, even though I know that it's just a, a numbers game. If I keep, you know, I've got another bundle launching next week, so it doesn't matter, and then another week, one after week. But if I consistently get launches that don't go well two or three, three, three times in a row, then emotionally that, that gets to me as well. That's normal. 100% it gets to me it still gets to me um but some of them just take longer to longer to to gain that traction you've got to remember when you launch a bundle you're only really probably showing for one keyword in ppc and then you know a few different words ppc organically you'll gradually show for others but i think i'm a culprit of this as well you know i, I get this as well but I instantly expect that I should be getting all these sales, you know, uh, and, and that I'm showing up for all these keywords. When realistically, if you look at some of the best sellers, you know, like Chocolate Bundle, for example, if you put that in Cerebro and see how many keywords they're ranking for, you know, in the first two pages, some of them are like two and a half thousand keywords they're ranking yeah. for. 
And it's yeah. easy to overestimate, you know, sometimes things just take time to rank. I've got old sellers that, in my opinion, are not very good, you know, because they were like my, some of my first bundles. They still sell really consistently now and they're so basic. And that's because they're ranked in hundreds and hundreds of keywords. And that leads us quite on nicely to obviously the PPC stuff, you know, getting yourself ranked in them, them keywords with the optimization of the PPC. Um, which yeah. helps but in the early days it's hard yeah yeah and um it's just sorry i forgot where i actually started that question but I think no 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 i was actually really listening i was there i was really engaged in, in what you were saying it's so true and this is what i mean it's that expectation of the transition between um being a reseller uh and focusing on selling other people's products and then going into selling your own that do not have any type of sales history. You know, it's why we do what we do and why, you know, we teach in the way that we do, uh, because it kind of picks up on both sides. We sit in that uh, Robin thick area of blurred lines between the two, the happy medium of, you know, reselling and private label as well. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you can utilize all of one aspect. You need a combination of both to be able to do it to, and to do it successfully. And one of those key combinations of both, and it is just one element, guys, by the way, there is a lot more to it in terms of creating listings, photography, knowing where to put things, you know, all of these different types of elements. But one of the biggest tools that we have at our disposal that we can use, as Hayden talks about here, to be able to rank our products is to utilize paid advertising and PPC, which is Amazon pay-per-click. And what I wanted to do, like I said, is start talking about this terminology a little bit more um, so you guys get used to it a little bit. Because you know me, I'm not downcast. I'm generally upbeat when I talk about things. But the way that I see Amazon developing over the next couple of years, that genuinely, if you are not creating some sort of your own products to sell on Amazon in whatever way you choose to do it, and you are, unless you're in a very high, fast moving consumer goods wholesale model um, where you're spending, you know, thousands and thousands, and, you know, you are selling thousands and thousands of units that there's kind of not a, a lot left for the traditional reseller market unless you have exclusive agreements. There's always got to be something I think that you'll need to have extra. Um, you know, the traditional 100 SKUs of, um, you know, retail or arbitrage products is probably not going to be enough to cut it anymore moving forward as it stands. Could change in the future. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's not either doing like brand deals or their own brand, I just don't know how they sleep at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, yeah. Not in a bad it. way, as in from worry. Not that yeah. they're a bad person. Yeah. I just, I, I, I would struggle with that, you know. But everyone's got a different risk tolerance as well, I suppose. But, yeah, absolutely. All different markets as well. You know, like I said, there's, there's, there's so many different variables. So I don't want anyone. Yeah, I don't want anyone thinking, oh, okay, we're not slamming traditional. Absolutely, it can be used and worked alongside with. But I just, I can see the next eighteen months on Amazon, it being um you know it being that kind of uh you're gonna need to mix it uh, you know mix things up uh yes. definitely without a doubt uh we've had a few people join us got vn we've got david uh, i think daniel's joined us as well someone says please stop i'll leave i don't know who that was uh <laughs> i think oh okay that might have been when we were talking about uh the sun uh it was andre i think that, like when we were talking about our lovely holidays the last one I had was from, from Chris. 
Yeah, it's really glitchy tonight in comments. So apologies, guys, if I miss out your name. Just say, if you've got a question or anything, which, you know, obviously we'll be doing Q&A as we go through this as well. And um, just put who it's from. I, I always feel bad when it comes up like Facebook user. Um, so, yeah, if you just let us know who you are. Um, just so I don't call you Facebook user or they or something like that. I always feel bad with with when that's the case. So, you know, that's just my personal thoughts about it. And that's why I want to get into the habit of talking about these things just that little bit more. So people are not wary of it. A lot of the reason why people don't want to go into it is because, you know, they think there is so much to learn and there is, there's no doubt about it. But if we can start using some of the terminologies and making that connection of what, you know, uh, so it's not so alien when you make that that kind of uh, transition. So and it is a bank, uh, you know, it is a big transition because when you when you sell there there has to be, you know, not not so much like a big level of um, a big level of like knowledge that you have to learn you have to develop different expectations as well if you come from a traditional reseller market and you are buying it you know and you're sourcing a product to sell on amazon because it already sells 300 units a month and you put it in and subject to no one being an idiot and price tanking itself straight away they're going to sell straight away if you create a listing and you put it out there unless it's done in a certain way that's not going to sell you know, yeah. it has no history. And as Hayden picked up earlier, there is a lot of credibility on Amazon in age um, and history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything like that. And when you, uh, and I think sometimes what happens is when you move from reseller to uh, opportunity creator, you kind of, because even though you might be selling with branded products, uh, people think, oh, okay, great. I'm going to sell these two packs of Kit Kat. Uh, because Kit Kat sells really well on Amazon, but it's not. It's the listing that sells really well on Amazon. It's not necessarily the brand. I'm going for a bit of a transition myself, you know, with my expectations, as I think you know. But some, some, I'm, I'm literally at the expectation now where, like, I now think it's going to take two, three, even four months until I start getting consistent sales from some of my bundles. Not the fast sellers, but ones that are slower sellers, you know, ones that haven't got that strong demand. I still want to sell products that sell one or two a day. I think, you know, perfect, you know, lovely. I'm 60 a month, whatever, that's great. But, and I've got some now that do that, but it's taken me three or four months since launching them because the demand's just not as much for them to actually build that traction. And once again, that's the age thing you've talked about. Uh, and I, and it, actually that's a transition that I'm actually still struggling to go through, but I am going through um, is, is just that, that understanding that some you know, haven't flopped just because they're selling once every three days in the first two or three months. They they can start selling once a day, you know, twice a day, uh, you know, mm -hmm. once once they've gained that traction in the ranks, you know, once again with the PPC, et cetera, helping that, you know. Yeah, and it's absolutely with Amazon as well. It comes credibility and trust. Amazon have to trust you. So it may well be that there's so many more sales that are available to that particular product. But until you've been in stock consistently on it for three months, Amazon's not going to put you out there any mm. further. You know, the algorithm is very specific to that. There is a hidden score that it has, um, you know, in the back end of Amazon that it bases your account on a trust credibility score. 
And, you know, the more trust that you build, the more leverage they'll give you. It's a little bit a case of they'll give you a little bit more, then they'll give you a little bit more and leave you a little bit more. But then yeah. if you do something wrong, they'll take it back. You know, it's a relationship. That's the best way that you have to look at it with Amazon. And I did a post last night where I spoke about, you know, we've got to stop this complaining about Amazon, you know, guys. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. I know that they're a massive pain in the ass. I know that they are. I don't want anyone to think that I don't. They're unreasonable. Um, they are, you know, so it, the communication is ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's it, like I said, it's just ridiculous. But it, it, it really is. You have to look at it relationship. It's give and take. Yes, they are going to be, uh, you know, taking more than they give. But biggest retailer in the world. That's the, that's the trade off. You know, yeah. that, that's the trade-off. And some of these things about losing stock, this is what I said yesterday, uh, you know, reimbursements. Uh, I think I had this conversation with you, Hayden, actually, when I've gone off track a little bit. Well, I, we'll come back to the PPC, I promise. But you know when you get high refunds in a day, which, by the way, with bundles, you don't tend to. Talking about, let's talk about the traditional reselling. Maybe you get six refunds in a day, something like that. Well, automatically yes you get six lots of refunds but probably three of those will go back into stock one yeah. um you know something like that you'll be able to resell them so that's just a case of leverage from that point of view another one will probably um not get returned so you might get like a reimbursement for that another one could get damaged which means that it could potentially come back to you and you could resell it on ebay and maybe another one's like a switcheroo, which is a total loss. So out of those six items, yes, it feels very much like, oh, God, six refunds today for ridiculous reasons. You'll probably be able to recover most of the cost back of those, if not all, and potentially go into some level of profit with them. It's just not going to happen, you know, on the same day, essentially. And anything, the difference between you know, what would have been the profit and the loss in that situation can be offset against your tax. So you're never going to lose, you know, yeah. and this is why you have to separate yourself emotionally from your corporation. Yeah. You know, so it's really, really important to be able to, to make that differentiation. So I want people to really start looking at it from a relationship point of view we have a relationship with Amazon. It's almost like a partner, uh, a partnership. And you need to nurture that relationship with Amazon because it's like going out with someone, um, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and boyfriend, whatever. You don't trust that person straight away. It takes time. Yeah. You know, and you just need to keep working on that relationship. God, I've turned into like a relationship guru now. <laughs> <laughs> no, there really is that trust thing you know like 100 you know i've got products that i launched 20 days ago that are already above some of my other products that have been there for, for a long time because it's but, but they don't stay there generally they stay there but they're trusting me so they give me the option to they give me a chance you know um but definitely a lot of people don't understand that the, the tax implications and claiming back from the government you know what i mean like i, I bought a masterclass the other day 360 quid including that to go to a, a business masterclass and my girlfriend was like oh that's a lot and I was like, well, it's free, isn't it? Because I just claim yeah. it back from the, from the government. You know, instead of paying tax, I'm, I'm doing that. And a lot of people don't get that stuff, you know. Um, yeah, and absolutely, if you don't pay out for it as well, you're almost resigning yourself to the fact 
but you're not going to have the money to, you know, you're saying you're not going to succeed. Yeah. You're not going to be in that position. So, you know, that's a little mindset tip, uh, mindset tip there as well. You know, one I find really, really valuable. Separate yourself from the business. Yes, you may personally not be able to afford it, but your business can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just do it. Same with advertising as well. Once again, what this is all about. That's that's all yeah. that, isn't it? Offset against the tax. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, gold nugget from Cindy there. Stay in stock for Amazon's trust. 100%. And definitely, Rosie said, uh, perfect reasons to join the hive. 100%. Yeah. Uh, loving these uh, gold nuggets from you guys. So um, just a few questions before we uh, dive in. Uh, think Amazon will go down that route that Amazon sellers will have to benefit Amazon creating new products to get the traffic. If people don't, they will be better on eBay. Yeah, I agree. It comes back to, um, you know, that, oh, that's Simon, by the way. It comes back to that that trust on Amazon. It's a little bit of give and take. You do this right, we'll give you a bit of a reward. You do it a bit more, you do what we want, we'll give you a little bit of remo uh, reward. And it's definitely not an equal relation to start with. Uh, over more time, it will become a bit more equal, but never be under the uh, illusion that it's going to be a 50-50 relationship. Absolutely not. It won't. I don't know what I think the overall percentage will be, but it's going to be in Amazon's favor. It's not going to be in yours because they have the leverage to be able to do it. They don't care about you uh, in that respect. So, you know, and that's the, the only consideration you need to make about making that decision, whether you want to sell on that platform or not. That's the trade-off that part is uh, to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, Andre says two to three sales a day. Build a hundred of these and you'll have two to three hundred units a day. What's not to love, right? Absolutely. Someone who practices what they preach there, Andre, and, you know, seen it firsthand, the power of what this type of business can do in terms of, you know, transitioning from that traditional uh, reselling business, moving into creating your own opportunities for sure. Oh, Matthew Wright's joined us as well. Hello, Matthew. Um, so... Yeah, the the, the 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 volume game just helps so much, doesn't it? When you just push, when you just create, you never stop creating. I'm, as I said to you the other day, I think it was you. I'm thinking about what well, I'm seriously considering hiring a staff in the in the UK or wherever it needs to be, so that they can replace me to just non-stop creating. You know, because it's just so so important. You know, I can't do that forever, um, but just need to be. If you're putting out one a week, where are you going to be in two years? You know, that's 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 a lot. You know. Oh, absolutely. I was talking to a friend before this who has spent uh, a really good amount of time building a, a, an off Amazon business, nothing to do with Amazon whatsoever. And she's done incredibly well. She's consistently built this business for no financial gain uh, for the last probably 18 months, something like that. But she's yeah. done it consistently every single day um, for the last 18 months. And she's just got uh, her first big brand sponsor like literally and a bit and it's a big one as well it's gonna drink uh, it's gonna bring a lot of traffic to her her business a lot of demand and things like that 18 months of consistency and i literally said to her you're reaping the rewards of your consistent effort it it, it never not delivers i can't tell you when it will deliver but it never not delivers you know consistent effort always delivers guys and you know this is definitely the case when it comes to creating your own bundles and 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 everything like that um 
Andre says, I love 15 day old products when Amazon is given my customers subscribe and save options impossible to achieve without maintaining uh, stock levels where they want it. Absolutely. So many extra benefits you can utilize with this uh, with this system as well. And that replenishment option of using subscribe and save definitely mass massively beneficial as well. Uh, I'm just going to answer Ross's question here. And then we'll jump back on some of the PPC stuff. Mm. Uh, I knew that if I got Hayden on here, everyone would be like, bundles, 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 uh, <laughs> which is good, though, because it, it makes for good chat anyway as well. So Ross says, just in regards to Amazon Trust Score that you mentioned, in the early days of launching, if you fail to keep in stock and your Trust Score goes down, can this be built back up again, or is there a point where it can drop and never recover? So yes, it can. But again, this is one of those type of, um, you know, a balance situation. So in the early stages of launch, uh, within the first 30 days, where you're probably spending quite a lot of PPC, um, your first objective is to see whether or not it's going to sell or not. Nothing else. It's not actually keeping it in stock. It's to see whether or not it's going to sell because you don't want to invest in heavy levels of stock if for some reason the bundle or the product is not going to work. And I'm not going to go into all the different reasons why it couldn't work because there's dozens of why it may not work. So the first objective, if I'm going to answer that truthfully between those two, is actually testing whether it's not going to sell and not worrying about stock levels so much because the reason I teach the system in the way that I do is because it's not as financially heavy as going into something like private label. And there's a lot more risk mitigation uh, with regards to this model in particular, as in you can test the market a lot cheaper than you can when it comes to traditional private label. But at the same time, there's always a caveat. When that trust and the trust score won't be affected too much at this point, it's just literally a case of if you go out of stock, you just need to kickstart that first sale again, which means so once you've got that little bit more confidence in restocking that item, um, then what you want to do is you want to re-kick start the sales. So you'll be well aware of this, Hayden, which is this is where we really leverage PPC to get that first sale back again. And then the uh, the sales should start to uh, recover again. But you also need to make sure that nothing has changed while it's gone out of stock. You know, has it changed? Has Amazon moved its categories? Has it been suppressed in somewhere else? You know, there's, there's a few different things to consider. But the most important thing in the early stages is test one, test its sales. If it does, great then we work on staying in stock. Um, and like Hayden said, it will probably get to a point where you won't know the true value of how many sales that product's going to have until it's been consistently in stock for two to three months. Then you can get that real kind of feel of Amazon trusting you and understanding on how many items you could potentially sell a month. Especially in like summer slowdown like now. I mean, I, yeah. I've got three new launches I launched within the last 20 days. All, all free in the same keyword. <laughs> Sorry, my competition. Um, all in the same keyword, and I'm and I've launched them, and um, they're they're up and down. Someday they get four sales, someday they get none, and then they yeah. get another sale, and then they get five in one day. It's just crazy, and you know, it can be like that. And that's that's yeah, definitely managing expectations around that. And I, I have no clue how much to restock with them because you know we just have to do what we can. 
because 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 of the summer slowdown, because of the in you know the strange influxes and in sales, and then it all drops off. It's, it's it can be really strange when you're launching. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of the areas that we talk about on PPC um, that we do talk about at the more advanced stage of optimization is when a product has to find its final resting place, essentially. Mm. It sounds pretty morbid, uh, yeah. but a product has to find its its final resting place uh, and a campaign, a PPC campaign, has to find that, that kind of uh, place where it sits. And like Hayden said earlier, when you first launch, you're probably relying on one major keyword, you know, one major key phrase that you are looking to target with paid advertising to put your product in front of the eyes of the customers that are searching that particular phrase on Amazon. Um, you're probably going to target, you know, very, very small levels of those to start with. But as time goes on, what will happen is naturally, like I said, the trust builds on Amazon, they'll start showing you in different areas. And once you have optimized uh, the PPC relating to a key phrase as much as possible, that's when you start exploring different key phrases. And then what happens is it takes a little while for that key phrase and the rankings to stabilize. So what we mean by that is like when you first launch something, Amazon doesn't know where you're going to sit. So it tests you in different areas. It tests you in different markets. It's sometimes known, and I have to say this like really carefully without mucking it up. Uh, it's known as a rank dance. That's why I have to say it very carefully. It's known as a rank dance because it doesn't know where. So one day, this is why I always encourage everyone to track their organic rankings. So if I'm not banging on about staying in stock, please, please, please. If you're launching your own products, please make sure you're tracking your organic rankings uh, because it'd be the first question I ask you if you come to me saying, uh, Hayden will testify to that for sure. Actually, it's the I, second I, I one. Mind now. <laughs> yeah, make sure you're tracking it because some days you might be for a certain key phrase, you might be ranking at like position 30 and then the next day it might be position 300 and then the next day it might be position three. Amazon tests you in different areas to see where you could potentially um, add, you know, where where that final resting place of that, that keyword could be in relevance to your product. So, um, again, that's, that's really important to be able to track these results. So if we go back and we, we talk a little bit about uh, more about, um, you know, some of those, because I realized I've started getting a bit technical without actually, because some of you guys might not have even, um, you know, come across. Yeah. Any, pardon? We'll do the PPC from the start, you know, so people. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, some of these phrases, I'm starting to talk about rankings and doing yeah. this and doing that. So um, just before we go ahead, because Hayden, you've also turned into a bit of a PPC guru yourself. You know, it's an area that you've spent a lot of time working on and um, sort of developing from that point of view. What would you say for anyone that wants to get into creating their own opportunities and who are potentially scared of things like having to learn PPC, what would you say was the hardest thing for you um, when making that transition or the most worrying? Was it the complexity of it? I think it was the tweaking. I didn't know what I was doing, tweaking campaigns. You know, it's, it's, all, it's all over. The, I'm sure people understand this as well. Um, 
it's 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 hard to know. You know, what do I tweak? When do I tweak it? When do I change stuff? When do I not change stuff? Do you know what I mean? It's easy to not give stuff enough time when you when you when you're testing campaigns and yeah. just look at the budget. I'm I'm definitely guilty of that and not give it enough time. And then you might put the you might not even know that you need to put the bids up and down. For example, uh, some people I I used to just turn off all you know anything that wasn't getting me results straight away over £2.50, £3.50, £4.50, spend no results, I would initially just turn it off. And that can be good advice for people starting out so that you don't munch up budgets, do you know what I mean? But when you're getting more advanced, you know, you need to you, you need to be tweaking that and testing it a bit more, you know, testing it in phrase, uh, testing it in phrase, testing it in broad, testing it exactly. And we're going a little bit too advanced here. So it's mm. probably advanced. Take it, yeah, we'll take it back to the start. But uh, what I will say, one of the key things I think, especially if you're going to make this transition, is understanding at any point, any type of money that you spend on advertising when it comes to Amazon is a, uh, a trade-off. You are yeah. paying for data. You are not paying for nothing. You are either paying to get a sale or you are paying to know that you are not going to get a sale. Mm. You yeah. know, and I, th I think that's one of the key levels of understanding. There's no wasted money when it comes. Well, sorry, there is wasted money if you do not know how to optimize, optimize accordingly. Um, but there shouldn't be any wasted money when it comes to implementing a really good PPC campaign. So let's talk about that then in particular. So, you know, Going back to basics, what is Amazon PPC? Well, it is what it says on it. It's, a, it's an abbreviation. So Amazon advertising, Amazon PPC is Amazon pay-per-click. So there are different types of paid advertising that you see across lots of different platforms. And Amazon's in particular for this type of campaign, they've introduced something else where you don't pay-per-click, you pay for impressions. But I am not going down that rabbit hole, uh, you know, that rabbit trail today that's just going to get too confusing for people. Um, you're actually paying every time someone clicks on your listing. So whenever you see sponsored ads uh, pop up when you're searching for stuff and doing your research on Amazon, if you see it pop up, that is known as an impression and you are not charged for impressions on Amazon. You are only charged for per click. OK, unless you get into the the much more advanced um, Amazon uh, pay for impression system, which I'm like I said, I'm not even going to get into. So but for standard sponsored products, which is the majority of what type of campaigns you will be launching, even at an advanced um, um, level, it's going to be the traditional sponsored products, which is all pay-per-click. Now, there are a few different types of campaigns that you can run. Sponsored products, sponsored brands, and also, I, forget, I always forget what the third one, uh, sponsored brands and sponsored display. But those are the three main ones. Two of those you can only utilize with brand registry. But even if you do utilize those, 85 to 90 percent of your campaigns will still always be run through sponsored products that is the majority of where your campaigns are going to be run and it's going to be those traditional type of 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 sponsored products ads that you see coming up so those are the different types of campaigns uh that you can utilize then you've also got um match types as well so hayden 
uh, highlighting that. So if you want to take this one, so this is your broad, your match, and your automatic. If you want to explain the the four key areas of automatic, match, uh, broad, sorry, automatic, broad, phrase, and exact. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So obviously automatic is usually used for the uh, discovery, you know, just dis dis discovering, unless you're going to do the penny PPC, obviously, mm -hmm. which I'm quite a fan of. I think you're quite a fan of as well. I the am, massively. Yeah, so the autos, auto's got its uses. You're either spending loads for discovering or you're spending small amounts, hopefully for good sales, depending on what you sell, I suppose. Um, exact and phrase are usually the ones that I go for. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so the exact, obviously, is what it, what it says on the tin. It's exactly what it is. Um, and then the phrase is people that are looking for something very similar. And then the broad could be, you know, baby cloths for example you're trying to sell even if someone types in baby it might show up because you're broad um but you might catch a net of people that are really interested at the same time but it's a bit more risky you know yeah absolutely and you will utilize these different types of uh match types at different points during um your campaign so if you're a traditional private label seller then what you will, depending on budgets, you will probably utilize most of those to start with because there's going to be higher levels of, of competition when it comes to that. When we do bundles and creating the own opportunities the way that we do it, we don't necessarily have to use all of those at once unless we want to spend a fortune uh, in doing so. So when you launch a bundle, you're likely going to launch on, like uh, Hayden said, there's going to be you know some specific campaigns that are utilizing that automatic uh, match type campaign. So this is a suggestion. So um, you don't pick any keywords to put into the campaign, which ultimately you would have to for the other types, which comes from the research that you conduct beforehand of launching these type of campaigns. An automatic campaign will be what Amazon associates with your product. So it will look at the product, uh, not like look at it, get a magnifying glass out, but it will look at the product and it will show it for things that it either knows that have sold previously that are similar or what type of products it thinks it's relevant for. Now, I'm a big fan of automatic campaigns, um, like you said, and providing that they are ut utilized correctly and understanding how you can utilize those, they can be incredibly highly effective. I believe automatic campaigns are one of the most um, underestimated campaigns and little known, um, you know, campaigns because most people go for the exact and the phrase. Whereas if you really, really utilize automatic campaigns at different levels, then it can work phenomenally well for you. Mm, yeah, I get most of my success from broad campaigns as well. Yeah, funny enough, you know, usually just use them for testing. But I, a lot of the campaigns that I use start with, you know, I test the exact, test the phrase, test the broad, and broads where I get a lot of my results. You know, so that's a little bit of an insight to a lot of people there. Um, broad does work, um, you know, because Absolutely. you are, yeah, you're going to the customers that wouldn't have seen you if not, and then not only you which a lot of people don't understand, not only are you getting that sale, it's easy to think, oh, it's cost me £7 for one sale, but it's not. You know, it's cost you £7 if you're tracking your keywords as well to, to then organically rank. Even just from one sale sometimes, you could go up 60 to 80 ranks in an organic 
search just from one sale. You know, I've, I've got launches that I'm, you know, organically ranked tracking it on Helium 10's keyword tracker, 250. And then you get a couple of sales from a keyword that I didn't even know I was going to rank for because it's broad. And then all of a sudden I'm organic rank 55 two days later. Organic, yeah. so I don't say that anymore. And then I might start focusing on them, them, them small keywords with some exact after that once I know that, you know, there is traction coming from there. So absolutely, yeah. it's all about testing. And like I said, depending on what level you are and you won't do this at start, you know, um, when you first start out, you'll do things like, uh, you know, like Hayden said, you utilize some of the automatic campaigns and very likely uh, hood will be some of those exact phrases that you've identified during your research um, you know, period of because you know you don't just wake up one day and say, "Do you know what? I'm going to launch a uh, a baby wipe bundle," you know, and launch it. Uh, well, do you know what? There probably there are people that probably do that. Uh, to be perfectly honest, but you don't do it. There's an element of research that needs to take place beforehand to see whether or not and it's two different types of research you research to see whether the product will sell and then you have to do the same research again to see how you are going to sell the product so there's two different ways of looking at it you know i call it different you know you've got your ppc research and then you've got your keyword uh, you've got your customer and your product research as well so they're very much two different things but in order to not overwhelm people with like a lot of this jargon and lingo and everything like that, we actually teach to, to get started on, you know, some kind of basic campaigns to start with and, you know, picking out two or three keyword phrases that you know are going to uh, describe your product to the T exactly super relevant and placing some really kind of low level, um, low budget, um, campaigns on those can be massively effective providing those keywords are relevant to your product mm. and again i think that's that's the other thing relevancy is key when it comes to ppc is making that connection we don't like to spray and pray uh, mm. unless it's strategic spray and play uh, mm. spray and yeah pray <laughs> Every, there's, there's strategy to everything with this yeah 100%. I, I usually start with as a auto broad phrase exact, going pre broad, you know, pro product targeting, category targeting, there's a lot of things that I'll test with loads. I will, you know, and then I'll just start turning campaigns off, tweaking, going down until eventually you start seeing, oh, you know, the, the, the customers are really liking that keyword and that keyword, you know, uh, and, then, and then eventually you'll start finding out that. In a lot of cases, the main keyword that you thought it was going to be or the main five set of keywords that you thought it was going to be isn't actually what the customer thinks it should be. So then you start tweaking your, obviously, your listings as well. So, yeah, just because you, oh, that's probably a tip there, just because you think that something is, you know, um, a, a baby cloth set, maybe it's not a baby cloth set. You know, it, mm. maybe, maybe actually customers see that as something else and then you need to t start targeting whatever the data is bringing back to you, feeding back to you. Yeah. So that, I think you get sucked up in thinking that they know what something should be called when it's not, you know? Exactly. I think assumption on Amazon is like the worst, um, you know, thing to have because, 
you know, assuming makes an ass out of you, me and you, and it definitely makes an ass out of you when it comes to selling on Amazon. So never assume we trust the data. And I think that's why, you know, Cindy made the point there, Andre, I'll come back to your comment in a moment because it's really valid. Um, what Cindy said there is it's okay not to be an expert in PPC. Mm -hmm. You know, there are services out there, uh, you know, that you, not necessarily so much for the bundle ones as it stands at the moment. Um, but they're, the reason why Amazon PPC is one of the most outsourced tasks there is, is because it's not easy. It is complex. It is intricate. There are things that you need to learn. It, you know, if I had to narrow it down someone said um you know describe it in x amount of words i mean one i'd find that really hard to do anyway um but if i had to describe it it's just about it's, it's a testing system you know you put you put it out there uh you look at the results it's a very analytical um part of selling where you wait for the results to come back you analyze those results then you make a change. It might be spend more, might be spend less. It could be add more, could be add less. And then you have to make that change. Then you have to put the results back out there again. Wait for them to come back. Okay, has there been a positive impact? Okay, great. Now I need to do more of that. And then wait for that to change. Has there been a negative impact? Okay, I need to read it back in. I need to start again. Where's that happy medium? You know, it's very analytical, um, which isn't for everyone. You know, I'm not, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a particularly analytical person, but I understand how it works, uh, you know, and what Amazon expects. So, you know, I don't want anyone to ever feel like um, you have to be a PPC god to do this because there are always outsource options available, like Cindy said uh, herself. And you don't need to be a PPC god to be able to do this type of selling as well. I think it's harder on the private label side of things with all of the different campaigns. You know, on one product, you could have you could have 30 to 40 different campaigns running, you know, of of exact match, different bid levels and everything like that. So it's, it's very hard to manage. Um, so that's the other important thing that I wanted to get across is yeah i just see the comment sorry oh what was that someone said bread cob instead of a brim roll i think <laughs> oh they've got to be northern <laughs> such a northern thing so gold nugget just because you call it it doesn't mean that's what everyone else calls it take bread cob in different parts of the uk uh it's something else yeah definitely uh well we're close to france we call it a baguette <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, I am not going to get into that. Uh, I'm not going to get into that argument about what everyone uh, calls different types of bread. We will be here all day. Uh, just quickly back to Andre's um, uh, comments. I, I want to make a point on this. Uh, also, it's easiest uh, way to keep in stock. Just put the price one to two pound. I think that must be higher until you get some more inbound. And then as soon as your stock is registered with Amazon, with the Amazon in-stock Head Start program, Put the price back down, even if your inbound stock would be available straight away, it will show as available to, to be delivered to a customer a bit slower. That's a really, that is a golden nugget. That is a great tip. What I will say is in addition to that, um, because that, that helps you stay in stock a little bit more. Also, you can potentially flit into 
keeping it in stock with you know merchant fulfilled but that you know that's not that advisable if you're not used to doing merchant fulfilled because you know to be perfectly honest there really really is um you know if there's one way to muck up your account very quickly it's it's not knowing how to to run a merchant fulfilled business uh but what i will say for anybody um that is uh uh, with the Amazon in-stock head start program. If you are launching a product, do not have it on for the launch. Only do it in what Andreas said here, because what will happen is your PPC will start firing on it straight away. And it's likely, unless there's some sort of sales history with it, people are just going to spend, click into it, not buy because they see that there's such a long, um, uh, delivery date and actually that can have a detrimental effect uh it's okay once you've got it in stock or you're running out of stock but i wouldn't have it on for a launch so just uh, just a quick tip from that point of view so um just a, a you know a, another couple of key phrases that you might come across um uh, and and something i think people probably don't understand as much when it comes to amazon uh, ppc one of the easiest ways to look at Amazon PPC and how it runs, apart from automatic, um, which it focuses less on this, it's a bidding system. So you are being pipped against other sellers on Amazon. So when you are paying for a campaign, what you will have is you will set a daily budget um, in terms of a monetary amount, £5, £10. If you're used to doing things like Penny PPC, uh, you may have two to five pound, two to ten pound, something like that, um, you know, for those type of campaigns. That's your budget. But then you'll also have a bid price as well. So the bid price is what you are prepared to pay in order for you to show for an advert for that particular key phrase. And how it works is you put your maximum amount. Say, for instance, it's 50p. Now, you may not necessarily pay 50p at any given moment in time. That's the maximum that you'll pay for that particular key phrase or word or whatever. But what you're going to do is it works on the basis as a bidding system. If there's 10 people bidding on it and the lowest bidder is 20p, then and your maximum bid price is 50p, then you will pay one penny above that. So you'll pay 21p. OK, so you don't necessarily just because the bid price is there, you don't necessarily pay it. But of course, if the lowest bidder is 51p and your maximum bidding price is 50p, you're just not going to show, period. So you generally identify that um, by not getting many impressions because you're not going to be showing for it. So if you put an advertising campaign out and you don't get a lot of impressions, it's probably your bid price is too low. Uh, you're not competing uh, in terms of, you know, price that people are prepared to pay for advertising. Another consideration as well when it comes to advertising, which throws a lot of people out as well, demand massively affects it because of that bidding system. So if you think about it, there's way more demand uh, on Amazon in Q4. So therefore, people think Amazon put the price of advertising up during Q4. I've seen people saying it in groups. Oh, Amazon put the price up of advertising. No, they don't. It just means uh, they don't change the cost of advertising at any point throughout the year. It just means there's more people clicking on the ads because there's more demand. And therefore, when there's more demand, 
there's more competition. Demand creates competition. So what happens is people are bidding higher. So not only is there more people clicking on those ads, also at the same time, um, the price of the bidding is going up. It's the competition. It's the it's fueling it. So I just wanted to to make that point as well. I knew that we would get into uh, some bread conversation <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to this. Great question, Chris. Uh, is there any way to see other sellers advertising, like what ads they're running? Not that I know. Of. There is, but um, you got to pay for it. You got to pay quite heavily for it. Is so, it software? Yeah, software. So there's some softwares out there that will show um, competition, what ads they're running um, and what they're paying for them. There is something in brand analytics as well on the brand registry side of things, but it won't do that. Um, I wouldn't and, be interested in it anyway, because what works for them might not work for you. you absolutely. Know, product. I would, I would only focus my efforts on testing my own stuff that's tracking, tracking the keywords any any keywords that you're not showing up for, you know, high enough, just focus on the bringing them up, just pulling them up, you know, like a bit of string. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Low bids. Yeah, low bids. Keep I'm going. working it up. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Hayden's hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, it's all about testing. And uh, but one of the simplest ways to look at it without paying for it, there is something else that's really annoying me that's come out recently that is to do with this. And I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it's on a software. It might be on Helium 10, actually. Um, but I can't remember. I'll have to. I'll have to. Obviously, all the main those that you want to rank for, you could you could just type them in and manually see if they're ranking the competition, and then you'll be able to see if they're working for them. But once again, I just don't think it's that relevant for me. You know, because, because yeah. it might not work for me. You know. That is exactly it. So ah, um, uh, I think it might be the scroll thing. Yes. Yeah, that rings a bell. I can't remember if it... Yeah, there is something to do with that, Andre. Uh, but yeah, I, I just either type it in or run uh, Cerebro on Helium 10, see what they're ranking for. And there's a good chance what they're ranking for organically, certainly in the top 10 organic positions, then, um, you know, either they're paying for those ads or they've paid for them previously. Uh, to be, and yeah. they're you know, the top 10 that they're ranking for is more than likely delivering the majority of the sales. Mm. Yeah. Um, Chris says, I have noticed that on sponsored ads, they have now started to say how many sales per month. Yes. Uh, I don't think that's on sponsored ads. Uh, that's more on Amazon. So Amazon and Keeper have, so it's really funny because Amazon started doing it then Keeper did, so it's it's a metric that is now being delivered through through Keeper as well, yeah. and but it's it's a generalistic one, so it's like all sales. S well, it's not going to do it exactly. It may do in the future, but like it will say, this has sold more than fifty in the last month. Yeah. This has sold a thousand in the last month. But what I will say is, if you're using any type of sales estimator. Use the information that that information is not coming from Keeper; it's coming from Amazon. So um, it's going to be pretty accurate, obviously, because it comes from Amazon. Yeah, I think they just they yeah they they, they do it 
much lower than what it actually is. I looked at some competitors that says sold 200 plus last month. And they sold 780 when I checked. So yes. it's like, yeah, it's the absolute minimum. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's the minimum. Yeah. It's a good thing to go off. Yeah. Because you know it's just selling like crazy if they sell 200 plus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, lots of different, thanks for clarifying the different types of uh, breads, Simon. Really appreciate that. Uh, Andre said, yeah, we did the merchant option also to stay in stock, but we ne uh, but we're ended up spreading ourselves too thin. Exactly. People really can get into trouble quite quickly um, for, um, you know, when you're not used to doing merchant fulfilled for sure. You know, if you get... If you get over that 5% order defect uh, ODR rate, then, um, you know, that will put your account at um, risk of deactivation. It's such a small metric, but it, it can really tip you over the edge. And then if you've only done it to stay in stock, then what you have to do is you end up having to sell a bunch of other stuff at cost, send it merchant fulfilled in order to bring it back down. So it's a massive pain in the ass. I really wouldn't recommend doing that unless you're like Johnny, someone that really does do a lot of merchant fulfilled already and it can kind of be sucked up into those figures. So in stock head start program, definitely going to be the better option from that. Um, and just putting from my experience, I'm not sure who's put that. I apologies. I don't have the name must be on the other Facebook group. Uh, from my experience, I am testing things like going from uh, three pound profit to seven to nine pounds profit. Uh, that is in bundles guys. So this is, you know, phenomenally uh, successful for anyone that wants to give it a go for sure. So, um, I think we've covered pretty much you know, the basics. There are a few other things that, you know, um, that you may come across, but unless you're actually doing it or going to do it, I think I really wanted to explain more about how the system works, what it is, um, you know, what you're essentially, some of the things that you will need to do, um, but also just to dispel some myths, Hayden, you know, to, to make it say that, yes, it is a transition, um, but it and it is, you know, complex, but there are ways around it. Um, and if you don't want to do it yourself, you don't have to. There will always be someone that is prepared to do it for you. So yeah. don't let that put you off. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I've been going ad hoc at it for like a year now. Um, you know, obviously I was doing it before then as well, but really hitting it hard for the last year. And it's a lot of work, you know, and then you've got, if you've got 30, I've got 35 listings or something like that of my own branded stuff. That's a lot of maintenance, you know. Make Ooh, sure. yeah. I mean, I mean, myself, I'm struggling to keep up with that. I can't even do all that myself. You know, I, I, I'm not, my, none of my listings are optimized to how they should be, you know, in terms of the PPC, but I'm, I'm maintaining what I can. Um, mm -hmm. So that just shows you how much work there really is. You know what I mean? That's why there's so much call for the agencies and stuff like that. So yeah, you've either got to become an expert in it, or 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 or, or outsource it, really. Or, but, but obviously you can do the the minimum. But just know that if you're doing the minimum and not becoming an expert or getting an agency, then then obviously you're missing out on a lot of sales and a lot of rank and a lot of organic rank. So it's up to you. As soon as I realised, you know, how much I was missing out on, that's when I personally decided to, you know, give it the attention it deserved. You know, um, when I realised that. Like there was 30, 40, 50 keywords that I wasn't organically working my way up in the ranks and they were just sort of plateauing. And that can be the difference between, you know, a successful long-term product or not. 
yeah, can't it? You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to say. By the way, you hit that. You nailed that. In terms of, um, you can do it, but you don't have to be perfect at it. But you do leave opportunity. But at the same time, you you almost you don't need to be perfect on it. You just need to be aware that that's mm. the case. That you can make a decision yeah. to outsource it to someone else if that's what you want to uh, to do to to. And it's again, it's sometimes it's not necessarily about that person getting you more sales. It's sometimes about making sure that you're paying the right amount, um, as in optimizing your budgets. You might be spending £30 a day. You put it in the hands of an expert. They'll get you exactly the same sales, but you're only going to be spending £20 a day. So yeah. overall, your, your metrics improve. Some of the metrics that we use to... Um, to measure success in paid advertising, one of the main ones is ACOS, advertising cost, actual cost of sales. And, you know, that's one of those metrics, percentage metrics that we, we monitor very closely in terms of the level of success um, of whether or not our, our, our campaigns are, uh, you know, performing or not. So, mm. you know, it could be that, you know, um, and, that's the first thing an agency will do, by the way, guys, as well. People are like, I want more sales. I want that's not what they'll do. They won't get you more sales straight away. The first thing they'll come in and do is they will optimize your existing campaigns to make sure you are paying the best possible price for what yeah. um you're you're selling on. And then they'll move to growth. Yeah. 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 There's some people that are just spending crazy amounts, isn't there? Just thousands <laughs> and thousands. And yeah. not much return. And not even looking at the data. So, uh, let's just have a quick look. Uh, Andre said it's a it's a velocity uh, thing, right? The more a product picks up in velocity, the faster uh, they will update uh, the data in regards to sales. Still, so much better than the classic sales estimator. Uh, and BSR drops, that seems ancient. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. We're going back to the sales estimators there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Andre said we went from five to 10 pounds a day to spending uh, 30, 40 pounds a day in, in a couple of weeks as we learned how vital it can be. Curious to know what any of you are spending daily. Well, it massively varies in terms of type of campaigns and things like that. I generally set budgets around the £100 a day mark, but I know what I'm doing. Uh, we very rarely spend that. On a, on each bundle, we're probably spending about £20 a day uh, across the different types of campaigns. But the, uh, the advertising for the US private label product, that would make you cry. That would make anyone cry especially during q4 we're talking hundreds i think the maximum we've spent in any one day probably was like last q4 when the budgets were just like ridiculous um i think we spent about 600 in like one day mm. but on average i think it spends around 100 to 150 per day mm, okay yeah I'd spend between 40 and 80. I've only got 35. Well, only. Yeah, I've got 35 of my own sort of products. But yeah, because they're bundles, they don't take as much, you know? No. Uh, and and that, that 40 to 80 is new launches as well. And, and it's targeted. It's very mm -hmm. targeted, you know? So I'm I'm going after some keywords that are 15p a click. You know what I mean? So, so it may not sound like a lot, but once you're compressing it down and, you know, 
making sure that your money's working really hard for you with the PPC, then you don't have to spend as much, you know, yeah. so other people will spend 200 quid for the same results. Yeah, absolutely. One of the areas that we're really focusing on in the hive at the moment is producing and testing different types of automatic campaigns. I've recently launched a, a new one that's um, for the guys in there uh, that it's producing really, really good results. And we're going to be launching a few more of those over the coming weeks in terms of different types of campaigns for people, because it's understanding that um, I, I often use this phrase, George Orwell, Animal Farm, you know, uh, when it comes to selling on Amazon, not and you know, not everything is not equal. And that is never more prevalent when it comes to advertising campaigns. You can have the same advertising campaign running on two different products, uh, two different. Sorry, uh, you can have the same advertising campaign running on exactly the same key phrase. Um, but if the if the variables are different, it performs in very different ways. Um, so they're not necessarily going to be. Um, you know the same so not all not all advertising campaigns are equal when it comes to amazon um is uh chris said spending 50 60 a day for two asins andre eight percent acos acceptable it would very much depend on how many asins and SKUs that's covering what type of bundles they are but yeah anything with an eight eight percent acos is is acceptable i'll quickly tell you what what we would consider to be acceptable Anything on a penny PPC anywhere below 5%. Uh, anything on any other type of campaign, some of the other more automatic bundle campaigns, anything below 10%, so 8% should be fine. And um, standard ACOS um, during launch could be anything. Um, but ideally, we would look to get it down between... 20 to 30 percent as long as it's below 30 and we're aware of what our cost of goods are um which is a very important um uh metric to be aware of when it comes to uh ppc advertising you never really want to be ideally spending more on a sale than what your um you know what your profit is uh, sorry what your cost of goods are so um but yeah if it if a campaign sits between about 20 and 30 percent it doesn't become vital for us to optimize it you know to to tweak it uh as long as it's below 20 we're over the moon if it's below 30 we love it um you know when you're running lots of different campaigns it, it really becomes more about uh the other end which is your total cost of advertising yeah. uh, which is your tacos um which takes into account your organic sales as well but yeah i can't see why under any type of circumstances and knowing obviously what you do a little bit more um yeah eight percent should be good yeah yeah very good yeah on yeah. the all-in automatic one just launched yeah that should be good yeah 18 should at uh, eight eight i'd be happy with that yeah definitely awesome <coughs> sorry just no jokes <laughs> i got all the way to the end uh without chucking yeah six percent on established listings yeah that's good yeah anything below 10 um generally when it comes to bundles is 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 fine um 
but yeah, if it's like penny PPC, so it's just arbitrage products below five, but anything below 10% for bundles. Yeah. Very happy with that. Very good. Mm. Right. I think that's about us for today. Time flies when you're having PPC fun. There's no doubt about it as does uh, money spent uh, when it comes uh, to spending on advertising. But like I said, I just wanted to put this session together to give you a little bit more of understanding um, about some of the things that you can do uh, when it comes to making that transition from vanilla arbitrage uh, into creating your own opportunities, whatever way you choose to go, whether it's through the hive, uh, uh, sorry, not the hive, uh, whether it's through um, unique bundles, whether it's through bundles, whether it's through private label, it is having that level of understanding. Um, but sometimes also, unless you're going to become an expert, um, understanding that it is something that you're probably going to have to outsource it's why um ppc agencies charge the money that they do um and it's very justified as well if you find a good agency that gets you good results and and you're paying for it um it's definitely going to be something that you want to pay for um so yeah it's gonna a good agency is worth its weight in gold there's no doubt about it just a final word there as well with the PPC in general. I think um, you've got to remember that <clears throat> if you've got a rubbish product, then then nothing can help you. You know what I mean? If, you, if the, the product has to be good. All, all, all PPC is doing is showing your listing to more customers. So if the product is rubbish, then you just can't be helped. You know what I mean? You've got to focus on the product first, the listing, the A+, and then do the advertising. I think people really overlook that. They think, oh, if I just chuck PPC on it, it could work, you know. You're just you're gonna your A cost and your R, R, your um, return on ad spend is gonna be so much better if your product is good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Simple oh, absolutely. And I think uh, people as a, as an add-on to that as well, it can actually go the other way. Uh, people think, oh, Amazon just want my PPC money. They just want me to spend, spend, spend. It's not about that. Amazon want you to be relevant. Um, they want they don't want customers to come on click onto it, feel that what they've typed in hasn't delivered the results. You've got to look at Amazon as a search engine. That is what it is in its essence. If I type in um, jewelry box and I'm paying out for advertising for a mirror and the customer clicks into it or doesn't click into it, I'm not relevant for that particular product. So it can actually go against me. Because the more clicks you have and everything else as well adds up to a conversion rate. And the less the less sales you have in relation to that makes your conversion rate poorer, which which Amazon, uh, that comes in the, the trust credibility. If you've got a poor conversion rate, they're not going to trust you as much. They're not going to you're going to lose your rankings. It's as simple as that. So it's, it's a very fine balance. Um, and yes, we've talked about. And it, what we've talked about today is a very small part of PPC. But as Hayden quite rightly says, it's an incredibly smaller part of even more so of a bigger picture, of a much, much bigger picture. It's mm -hmm. about getting all of these different elements right. But I tell you what, if you take the time to learn it, um, and hopefully Hayden will back me up on this, it's all transferable skills as well. Uh, everything that I know from the Amazon space, I can move into any type of uh, selling, albeit physical, e-commerce, 
or or anything like that whatsoever. This is all transferable stuff. If I wanted to move into uh, Facebook advertising, if I wanted to move into Google advertising, whilst there are different elements to it, overall, the foundation is very, very similar when it comes to paid advertising. Um, so, yeah, it's all transferable and it's all adding to um, that, you know, that that wealth of your knowledge, essentially. Yeah, I think of it in three ways. PPC is the one, you know what I mean? You've got the PPC, the listing, and the price, and all of them have got to match up. That's if you want to yeah. have big success. That's in my opinion. Price is so important. We won't go into that. Price, <laughs> listing, PPC. People will say to me, you know, oh, I really need to get rid of this product. Or, you know, I need to sell it. Shall I put a load of PPC advertising on it? Say, look, if you need to get rid of it, drop the price. Nothing, nothing moves product quicker than a price drop. Even even Amazon paid advertising. So yeah, it's it's having that that level of understanding. So you're absolutely right. Uh, just quickly, Andre said I struggle with ROAS. Don't ROAS is not a uh, a big metric that we look at. As long uh, you just got to know that if it's uh, above fifty percent, it's good. Um, and you're looking for the opposite of ACOS, which you're looking for the lowest possible number. With return on ad spend, you are looking for the highest possible number. Um, but it's not really a metric we track massively, to be perfectly honest. So don't don't uh, worry worry too much about that. ACOS is the more important one. Um, yep. Andre said it's really frustrating as it is with times uh, when relevancy is kind of lacking on their searches. Relevancy definitely win winning full customers. Couldn't agree more uh, for sure. So understanding that and putting all those different elements together uh, that's what wins the race. Um, Cindy has popped it up here. We'll leave it here for today, guys. Thank you so much for all your um, contributions. It's been a real um, kind of chatty um, uh, comment section today. So, you know, I think when you're always discussing these type of comments, people are curious and putting across their own uh, successes and, you know, and their experiences with it. So we really, really, really appreciate that. As promised, shameless plug time, Hayden, because you've got some exciting news as well. You've launched something new recently. So uh, for anyone that doesn't already uh, follow Hayden, Cindy's very kindly popped up uh, your YouTube channel there. But put all your plugs in and, and tell us about your new project, which is super exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Mr. Hayden for YouTube and TikTok. They're my two main, main things. Um, and then, yeah, I've got the uh, podcast, which I just started as well. So it's called Millions Challenge. So I thought I'd, what I'd do is take everyone from where I am now to where I want to go and do, I'm, I'm in, in detail with the Amazon stuff as well and all the other stuff I'm working on. I'm, I'm going in detail. I've just launched the first episode and step-by-step step of how I'm actually planning to, uh, yeah, become a highly successful entrepreneur and sort of start building the empire, you know, because I've had some good business success so far, but I want to start really, really ramping it up now. So I'm documenting in detail, breaking it all down exactly how I'm going to do it. So episode one's out now. It's on Spotify exclusive at the moment. They pay me millions to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure they did. It's, it's just <laughs> like having a deal with the Wessexes, right? exactly yeah i've, I've got yeah, them at least 100 views in the last do you know what i think they are not the wessexes the sussexes sorry i i feel that there's a bit of a coincidence here they they got rid of megan and harry and and you've stepped into the fold right exactly yeah spotify exclusive 
I won't I won't talk about the figure they gave me, but uh, no. it's, it's on Spotify at the moment. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, thank you, Cindy. Cindy's dropped it in there. Really, really appreciate oh, that. They dropped the the link in later. Chris said, "Great listening uh, in the first episode. Looking forward to Thanks, more." Yeah, I haven't listened to it to myself yet. I am going to uh, put it on in the car because I've got uh, one of those right. fancy systems where I can do my Spotify to the car. And everything like that. So I'm going to put it on my playlist there as as I'm driving away, listening to your dulcet tones. <laughs> I've got a guy that wrote the intro and everything. So. Oh, fancy. Fancy. There we go. Well, guys, look, when Hayden becomes, you know, a multi-million viewed podcaster in the future, you can say that you saw him here first. Um, you can say absolutely this is where you saw it so uh yeah please connect with hayden guys uh he's definitely someone um that has a lot of integrity in the space and you know really recommend you listen to him in terms of uh the journey he is going to be well he's already massively successful but he's going to be even more successful as time goes on so um i'm going to be back next week i think i'm going to have johnny on me he doesn't know yet but we haven't seen johnny for a while so while he's gallivanting, uh, I'm going to make him come on the, uh, <laughs> never mind the Bible. He's always in a different country, isn't he? Uh, I think he is. I haven't spoken to him for like a week or so, because obviously I've been away. Yeah. Um, I've got a funny feeling he's in Germany. Yeah. I messaged him the other day saying, I want to get him on my channel, my YouTube channel. I've never had him on there. And, uh, and yeah, he, got back and he said, yeah, just flat out at the moment. We definitely will. So we'll see when I manage to get him on there, because he's always all over the place, isn't he? <laughs> saw some German sausage. you're right i saw some i, I saw some, some german yeah. sausage, some brat verse as well yeah you're right it was on his instagram story uh definitely god that could go down uh, a different type of route <laughs> as well uh yeah i think he is i think he's still there at the moment so uh click send to <laughs> oh dear it always we always end up going down this route for sure um so andre says good luck bro love the hustle absolutely so yeah definitely definitely we wish you the best of luck uh with it hayden and yeah i need to track global trekking uh johnny down at some point uh okay but he is super busy i don't want to distract him to you can have him uh once b stocks is launched <laughs> yeah 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 exactly cracking the whip uh, in the background <laughs> Very let's rushed. not start listing up. Yes, let's not. Let's not, Rosie. Uh, I don't want to go down that that route for sure. So have a great week, guys. I'm going to see you next week. Uh, it's going to be uh, a new video on YouTube this week as well, but I'll let you know uh, when that's up and running. Uh, usual, guys, if you're watching this on the replay, which hopefully you are, uh, please give us a thumbs up, leave a comment, do all the usual, subscribe to the channel so when we do release new videos, then you are going to be the first to know about it. So uh, thanks, Hayden. Really, really appreciate it. Fantastic session. Hopefully people are a little bit more, uh, you know, got a bit more insight into the world of paid advertising uh, on Amazon. And we wish you the best of luck in everything you do. And, you know, hopefully you'll come back and join us. Give us a bit of a, a Q4 update, maybe a bit later on in the year when it goes mental. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. We'll do a Q4 one. Yeah, cool. Sure. Um, see you, everyone. Have a great week. And I will see you with Johnny next week if I can track him down. <laughs> nice. See you, see you later. later. Bye. Bye.